Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. Everybody, welcome back to Skyrim Off the Record for episode 11. Brought to you by DoghouseSystems.com, the best gaming rigs on the planet. You guys can't get better, trust me on this, with the best support to match their product. That is DoghouseSystems.com and enter the code Off the Record for double the RAM on your order. Can't go wrong, guys. Check them out. Go to their website, see what they have to offer. You're going to love it, I promise you. We dedicate this episode in the memory of Adam Adamowicz, concept artist of Zenimax Media and Bethesda Studio, who passed away this week from cancer. Our uh, thoughts and prayers go with him and his family. And welcome to another fine episode of Skyrim Off the Record. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, your main host and killer redguard. Joining me as always is Ivarwin of the Backward Shout. Hello. Hola. (laughs) Backward Shout, eh? Joe, how are you? Hello, chat room. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today, Joe? Uh, it's another fine-filled day. I was sick all week with the flu, and today's the first day I feel human again. Oh, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, it's like, okay, I have to record this guy's mouth record, so let's get all better now. And <laughs> our third chair and lore master, Lewis, can't make up my mind, Olan. <laughs> Good morning, Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, Ivarwin. Hello, chat room. Welcome <laughs> to another fun-filled episode. <laughs> oh, yes. Hope everyone's doing well. And we have no special guest today, guys. Sorry. Um, we don't plan to do a special guest every episode, but most of the upcoming episodes, we plan to have some kind of listener on with us to talk about Skyrim. And we'd like to, again, thank Liz for last week's episode. She was great. She is not going to be a permanent cast member, guys. Sorry. But we do look forward to having her on for future episodes as a guest host. And we would welcome that opportunity from her in the near future. Anyway, um, we have a lot to talk about, guys. Lots of goodies. Yeah, we got, a, we got a big, fat show today. So I am going to go first, guys, because I'm being selfish this morning. I wish you would. Yeah. yeah this is great. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Joe, Joe, tell yeah. me a little bit about your, your Skyrim playthrough this week. My Well, if you insist. I do insist. <laughs> I have been working on my whole Daedra quest. I've been trying to get those through. And I started out this week doing um, a quest called Daedra's Best Friend. And that's with that annoying dog, Barbus, that everyone was kept writing us in about when we talked about dogs like three episodes ago. Yes, 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 yes. As an annoying voice talks and, you know. So I started that quest. Well, the thing is, is, I did this twice. I did it on my first playthrough. Playthrough? Or my first first playthrough. I can talk this morning. I swear I can. I and the first time, you have the first part of this quest, you have to go find the dog, which is right outside of town. He talks to you in a really annoying voice, and you go follow him to his master, which is a Daedra. First time I did it, as soon as we got near Helgen, he would go inside Helgen, aggro a whole bunch of mobs, walk out, 
all the way back down the path near the start and walk back to Helgen. Go back in in a different way. Stop. Go back down to the town again. <laughs> go back up to Helgen. He did this for an hour and a half. Until finally he got it right and went around Helgen and went the way out. Well, this time he would stop about 50 feet down the road, sit there and bark as I walk around him constantly as I, like he's waiting for me. Until I went down the path further, like, until I could barely see the dog. Then he comes up to me, goes a little bit further past me, sits down and barks. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to kill that dog. Was he broken or something? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Every time, the stupid dog is broken. He's supposed to lead you to the uh, the cave for the Daedra. We finally got to the cave. And we went, and I had to go find the axe for this Daedra, because basically the dog wants to be reunited with his best friend, is the Daedra, who kicked him out because he's annoying. And I can sympathize with the Daedra on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing that caught me off guard this week was I had another rude orc female on the road, so I picked a fight with her, decapitated her, you know, the works. Um, <laughs> the usual. <laughs> you know, stripped her body of the, the ebony armor so I can smelt it down. But then, when I went to loot the corpse to get that ebony armor, I had the option to feed or to loot. Oh, really? Yeah, and that happened after I did the whole cannibal Daedra quest. Uh, okay. okay. Now, every humanoid that dies, I have the option to feed on them. So it's not like you accidentally forgot to cure your vampirism and it just, you know, went... So wow! No, it was because it have any effects. I, I tried it out. Benefits? I haven't really seen anything on it. I think it regens health just like eating normal food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow! Yuck! Yeah. I tried it out a couple times to see if there's any kind of benefit. I didn't really need noticing any, anything big on that. I should probably went into my spells tree and see if there's any, you know, um, inact or active spells that I that could possibly explain it. So if you guys know. Pass it on, let us know. What I also noticed after that, after I did that quest, guards would randomly start saying to me, Your breath is foul. What have you been... (laughs) (laughs) Like, buddy, you do not want to (laughs) know. What's the matter? They don't have any Dovamints in Skyrim? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write that bad joke, by the way, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Dovican Mentos. <laughs> so I went and did... I finished that quest, got the axe, and, whoa, it's only one guy you have to kill to get this axe. He's a mage inside a little tiny cave. He killed me eight times before I finally took him down. I was getting so mad. Because he has a little elemental at the bottom of the cave, and you go up a pathway, and he's up on top. He would snipe me as I was trying to run up to him every single time. I guess some kind of critical hit that would take three quarters of my life, I was toast. No other enemy in the game so far has been able to do that to me but this guy. Nobody. Do you have Not- any, like, resto magic, or...? Yeah. Well, what I did is I had saved up quite a bit of, um, of those good health potions, those advanced ones that heal, like, a third of your life. I would stop after he got halfway up the stairs and I might be almost dead, pause it really quick, hit those potions, heal up, get the rest of the way up to him, and I'm almost dead again, pause it, heal myself up, take a couple swings, pause it, heal myself up, and then kill right. him. Right. It didn't yeah. take me to kill him, it was just a matter of getting to the stupid punk. Getting to the guy, yeah. 
Once I killed him, I had hardly any life left. Healed up really quick with my resto spell, picked up the axe, and took off. Now, the cool thing about this Daedra quest is there's actually two Daedra items involved. So you have an option, okay? This is a spoiler, guys. So you can skip ahead. You have an option when you get in this cave. When you get back to the Daedra, he says, okay, you can kill this annoying dog, and I can take his soul, and I can be free of the statue. And you can keep that axe called the Rufal Axe. Rufal. And it's a 20 stamina damage. It's a decent axe. It looks really cool. Or, you know, you can tell the Daedra, no, take the axe, take the dog, and be reunited. And he gives you a helm called the Mask of uh, Clavicious. Clavicious Vile. And it's it's a really nice um, heavy armor helm. It gives you, like, tw plus 20 to speechcraft, or 20% to prices, better prices, plus 10 to speechcraft, and something else. And it, it's a really neat-looking helm. But I did. I got the helm my first playthrough, so I wanted to see the other side of the coin. So I killed okay. the dog, and the dog was just pissing me off anyway. So I just <laughs> <laughs> so there. And besides, I'm you know, little. in my Dovahkiin hideout, I have a whole rack of danger weapons I've been saving because honestly, my ebony two-hand sword is better than any of the data weapons I've gotten so far, right? And damage-wise, so that's been pretty cool. Um, as for, I finished that up, so I started my next Daedra quest, the Whispering Door quest, where you have to go to the Bannered Mare in Whiterun and talk to the barkeep and, and ask her for rumors until she decides to tell you, you know, have you heard the one about the Jarl's, you know, bat crazy kid, he's kind of like fruit loopy and off the wall, I'm like, yeah, okay, and then starts the quest, let's go talk to the Jarl, you go do that, and he tells you his, one of his kids is, is bat Khajiit crazy, so you <laughs> <laughs> So you go talk to the kid, and yeah, he's insane. Like, he wants to rip his dad's face off so he doesn't have to hear him talk anymore. Kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah, that, I would definitely classify that under yeah. that Khajiit crazy. <laughs> so he sends you down to a basement eventually, and you have to go and, and talk to a door, which whispers to you saying, open this door, or you won't regret it type of thing. So you have to go pickpocket a key, and I actually did it. 52% uh, chance to pickpocket the key off the mage. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Successful. And then you go open the door, and then there's this really cool sword on the table called the Ebony Blade. It's, it's like a, a new, it looks like a samurai katana. Nice. And the thing about this sword that's a little different and kind of creepy is there's a book in front of it that says, Do not touch this sword. It's possessed. It's a dangerous weapon. It causes things, evil things to happen. Sure enough. You pick up that Can't blade, and the date's like, ha, 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 you sucker. The, the cake was not a lie. <laughs> not a lie. So you pick up the sword, and basically it starts out with like a, a 10 health. It has very, very weak damage. Very weak. And it has like a 10 health um, drain. In order to make this sword insanely awesome, you have to kill friendly NPCs. It enables you to kill in friendly NPCs, and it oh. it sucks away the life force as you kill them. So I went wow. and killed a couple NPCs around Whiterun to test it out. Got the guards all angry and stuff. Jeez, I was just <laughs> just testing it, guys. Just testing. Just testing the sword out. <laughs> so they eventually threw me in jail with a twenty-two hundred and fifty gold bounty. Oops. That's it, huh? Yeah, that's it. After killing, you know, ten or so innocent people, twenty two hundred oh. gold. Three guards, three innocents, nothing big. And I, oh. I did notice the sword's power increase, so I might uh, go somewhere where there's no guards and um, 
go play something like, you know, Serial Killer out there. and Slaughter a few hundred more. Yeah, just see what happens. I think you have to kill something like 10 NPCs to get the maximum potential from the sword. Okay, so it does cap out after a reasonable amount of kills. Yeah. All right. But what, gets, what kind of boost were you noticing from it, Joe? Uh, the damage increased, and it was I got up to about a 30 health drain upon wow. attack. Oh! And it's supposed to go up to, I believe, 100. Damn. I gotta go find that. Yeah. So I did that, and then I started doing another one. I was going to go do the quest for... Uh, Dawnbreaker, which, by the way, if you want to start that one, guys, it is on a mountain just kind of west of Solitude. You have to go up to the shrine, and the shrine will start talking to you. And when I started doing this, I started talking to the shrine, my game froze into a loading screen. As soon as I fast-traveled to the location for me to go to get her orb, my game froze, unloading for 10 minutes until I finally (sighs) just closed it down and said, you know what, I'm done. That's it. I'm I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even have been able to give it that long. I would have been like two minutes. I'd be like, oh, I'm turning my computer off. This is nonsense. Yeah. Well, I went, got a, a snack, and something a drink, and then came back, and it was still loading. I was like, ah, you know what? Uh-huh. Screw this. I'm going to Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> so no Dawnbreaker for Minecraft. you that day. <laughs> no Dawnbreaker yet. And besides, as you just go on my wall, it's a pretty collection. I mean, it's one of the prettiest looking swords in the game. So I've yet to see it. I'm. I'm actually. I'm looking to get that. I'm definitely looking to get that. That was my playthrough. I mean, I did a lot of other little dungeons and stuff like that, but nothing important. More decapitations, you know, blood, gore everywhere. And I noticed a lot of the texture packs it just keeps me in awe, even at, at high settings. I'm getting my new computer at the end of this month. I can't wait to try it on Ultra with that texture pack. Despite the uh, despite the texture pack's uh, bugs that it has in it? <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing a lot about those bugs, about it crashing the game and causing all kinds of problems. I don't know if it was the cause of my freeze yesterday, but it's the first thing I've seen that was a problem for me. I can't uh, look. There's, um, there's like uh, stumps on the ground where you. I think you, you use the stumps, obviously, to uh, cut wood. Mm-hmm. They're all they're blue now. <laughs> blue? <laughs> they're blue. <laughs> So we got blue stomps in the game. <laughs> Alrighty, Avaron, what about you, man? Yes, 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 yes. Um, the listeners and I have to have to have a little private chat, Joe. Um, it would appear that I have some apologizing to do. Um, last last episode, if you had tuned in, we had a discussion about achievements being being earned and what happened was uh, it ended up becoming a off-topic discussion wherein i i said something that made a lot of our listeners believe that i was talking about the dedication of players on consoles versus the dedication of players on on the pc and the way this this came about was you were discussing several achievements all right that Steam, which tracks players' time and achievements earning and, and whatnot through through the PC, that's the population base they're exposed to, um, you were talking about several achievements that were the least earned in the game, which is Thief, Thume Master, One with the Shadows, and then hitting level 50. Now, I had brought up this this idea of, you know, I, I had said you would think, you know, the most dedicated players would be on the PC. 
And we got a lot of emails saying, you know, oh, how, how dare you allude to the fact that, you know, um, you know, I'm not hardcore enough because I'm on console and, you know, I've got 300 hours in the game and I have I unlocked all the achievements. And I just want to backtrack and say, first of all, I'm sorry if that's how I came off. That's not what I had meant to say. And we had received a bunch of emails. So I know it's not just the listeners misinterpreting me. All right. I had said. I wasn't clear in what I was trying to get across. Okay. What I was trying to get across is that for a lot of reasons, okay, I assumed, and I, I would think an, a, a reasonable person would assume that the, the most dedicated fans of Skyrim would be found on the PC. By that, I mean that, you know, the person who's going to look to get to unlock all of these achievements who are going to, who um, utilize the PC for all of its, you know, hardware superiority. Okay, the, the graphics do look better on the PC, which is the reason why I transferred to the PC after buying the collector's edition on the Xbox and playing it for half a month <laughs> on the Xbox. Um, modding is available. There's a huge modding community available on PC. And, and the list goes on and on and on. There's There's a lot of utility in the PC. And I would think that a bigger fan of Skyrim would be more gravitated. Okay. I was surprised to hear that these achievements were among the lowest earned on the PC because these achievements speak to the type of time a player has to put into these achievements in order to earn them. All right, thief, you have to pick and you have to pick 50 lock, 50 locks and pick 50 pockets in order to earn that, which I just earned this week, by the way. Yay for me. <laughs> um, Thune Master, you have to acquire 20 shouts. One with the sh- one with the shadows is is completing the Dark Brotherhood. Now, Joe, I just started that quest line. All right, you were telling me that's the longest quest line in the game. Okay, hitting level 50. All right, these, again, I'm going to reiterate, all of these achievements, Steam has measured to be the lowest on the PC earned by PC players. So what I was trying to say is this, I was trying to relay this, this surprise of correlation that I just found out from being told by Joe that these achievements were among the lowest. Mm. Not that I think people who play on the console are less dedicated, are less of a fan, are less hardcore in, co- hardcore in quotes than people who play on PC. To me, that I would never outright say that because to me, that's just a silly notion. A fan is a fan is a fan. You know, just because you're playing it on the Xbox or you're playing it on the PC or you're playing it on the PS3 or you're you know you're playing it on you know a Game Boy Advance um, doesn't necessarily mean that you don't enjoy the game as much as the next guy and be standing in line you know waiting online for three days for you know the next iteration of the Elder Scrolls to come out you know three four years from now. So I just wanted to get that out. First of all, I want to apologize that I came off that way. And secondly, clarify myself. And I, I hope I didn't you know, upset too many of you. Well, the thing is about the show, guys, is, yeah, a lot of people were complaining that we're too PC-oriented because all three of us play on PC. Well, Ivarwin actually plays on PS or on Xbox as well. So that's not exactly true. And if I had the money, I'd probably get it on my PS3 as well so I can experience it that way. However... The reason we use our mod section is all about PC mods because there's content coming out for the game of Skyrim. 
The game is Skyrim. It's the same game on every platform, unless you use mods, and it makes it look different and play a little bit different, but that's the fun of it. Now, honestly, guys, if the PS3 and the Xbox came out with something that was exclusive for you guys in Skyrim, we would be all over that like flies to poop on a hot summer day and yep. going nuts about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Absolutely. It's in fact, the- Skyrim. The show's about Skyrim, the game, not about PC, not about console. It's about Skyrim. So we try to cover everything we can about Skyrim. Right. That's actually why. That's part of the reason why I switched from. I switched my platform. Um, there's there's a there's part of the story that was told publicly, and there's another piece of the story that was not told. And and the story is this: I was playing, and this this is 100 percent true. Okay, I'm, I'm not making this up. Not like I make anything up on this show anyway, but I'm just just saying it. Um, I was literally playing Skyrim on my Xbox, and I got a text message from Joe, and it was a picture message of a picture he <laughs> took of his monitor of the game. Yeah. Okay. This wasn't like, oh, let me take a screenshot through Steam and then send it to Avarwin's email. No. He held up his iPhone, took a picture of his monitor, and then he sent it to me via text message. I looked at it. I looked at what I was looking at on my my nice TV, and I said, the game could look like this? <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. now even better. So then I said to myself, like, wow, okay, it, this is worthy of me getting it on on the PC. What, what pushed the ship over the waterfall on, on this one for me was also the fact that we figured out eventually that we wanted to do a Skyrim show, and then we... we I was told that there's a huge modding community involved in the game. And I said, listen, if we're going to report the show professionally and accurately and, and take in a nice large scope of the game. Okay. I need to be on the PC and experience the modding community because we, we want to have a modding section of the show. So that's, that's why I, I eventually made it over to the PC. I come from a console background I'm a console gamer, and oh, yeah. yeah, I would never. And Joe is too. Like we all are. We're we're gamers. You know, I'm not a PC gamer. We're gamers, and yeah. I would never. I would never. It's just to me, like it's if I can, if I can say this, it's an asinine comment to say that. You know, um, just because you play the game on a, on a console means you're less dedicated than if you were to play it on the PC. It's just a stupid comment, and I would never intentionally make that. And I can understand like why some people got really angry at that because it's an asinine comment to make. It's it's silly. Awesome week for me in Skyrim. Nice. To be quite honest. Totally, totally, totally awesome. Spoilers. Beware. Spoilers. So the Thieves Guild quest. Finished it. Finished it. I got my Nightingale armor. I uh, I figured out the names of the people I was trying to talk about last last week. <laughs> 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 Which is a win for me. <laughs> uh, the, the female dark elf, Carlia. <laughs> Uh, yes, I had a great time with the 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 thieves guild. Um, I went through that, and it was it was a lot of fun. However, I started the Dark Brotherhood quest line as well, as I had promised that I wanted to role play my my Khajiit. And I'm already a few levels into well, a few levels, I should say, a, a few quests into that. And I'm already enjoying that much more than I enjoyed the thieves guild quest. Dark Brotherhood is still my favorite quest chain. Now, mind yeah. you, the Daedra quests are very entertaining, disturbing, and game-changing. But the Dark Brotherhood as a quest chain, so 
much fun. I can't wait to get texts from Ivaro and guess what I did? I killed this and this person with this and this and this and Oh, I've already yeah. I've already had a several several epic moments with this and I I've I've fulfilled like my first real contract where you have to you know um you, you got to kill the the uh the contract givers ex-boyfriend and her 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 dear friend her former friend and that was that was hysterical by the way i had to <laughs> i tracked her into and i said spoilers guys spoilers okay don't don't go don't go nuts on me um i tracked her into the a shrine of talos and she's just sitting on the pew and i walked in and i see her sitting on the pew and i'm thinking to myself like oh man i don't want to kill her in here like this you know <laughs> <laughs> like she's done i'm killing her i don't care she's done but <laughs> i don't want to do it in here so i sat down on on a pew oh, in front really of her. quick i have to interrupt you yeah how did you dispatch the evil lady of the orphanage <laughs> <laughs> okay here's here's what i did um, let's let's cut to the evil lady of the orphanage. I snuck inside the orphanage, and it was daytime, so all the kids were standing around her, and she was screaming at the kids, you know, not a single one of you witches are going to be adopted by anybody. I'm like, wow, <laughs> Joe's right. She's a real. <laughs> yeah. So I took out my dagger, and I walked up behind her, and I had such an epic moment. I critical hit on the dagger, so it, it, it did a kill cam shot of me sneaking up to her and just slitting her throat. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> she drops like a sack of potatoes, and all the kids are like, she's dead! <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> it's a Munchkinland moment. They're covered Ding in blood from the artery dead. being split. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! It, well, it was hysterical, and I just I snuck right out of the out of the place no one saw me none of the kids saw me it was and then i fast traveled the hell out of there <laughs> <laughs> hysterical um so yeah that was that was definitely great um so yeah this the the this girl in in the shrine of talos and i'm i'm stand i'm sitting there and i'm like oh, i really don't want to kill it right here so i go walking up a little forward and i sit down on a pew and i wait for her to leave she doesn't leave okay so <laughs> So I get up and I walk behind the uh, the pew that she was sitting in, and the exact same thing happened to me. Like I must have like a high crit rating or something because I I snuck up behind her with my dagger and. <laughs> she... So if I'm the Slayer of Lambs, it'd be Ivarwin, the Slayer of Throats. Of uh, yeah, the the Slayer of Throats. <laughs> or like, uh, uh, what's his face, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> You borrowing the river. Any, in any event, um, so the funny part is, is that she f- hits the pew and falls forward, and you know, like there's a there's a dead body in a church, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this looks bad. <laughs> I'm eventually supposed to be a bad guy turned good. Like I can't be doing this. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, what do I do? So I was like, all right, I'll just. Put her back upright, you know. At least if our listeners remember our, your little um, description of your playthrough last week. Yes, you're still in your bad moments. You're in the dark brotherhood. You don't really reform until after. Oh, f- way, way after. And th- th- this is this. You know, he he goes from being bad to get to being worse. I can so picture is... some kind of movie scene with your guy all in his like nightingale armor, 
walking up this lady in the pew praying, just pulling your hair up, slitting his, your throat, doing that little Catholic cross, and then walking out the door. <laughs> and I walked right up. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It felt very much like that. <laughs> so I, I, I picked up her body, and her body is like floating around in you know Skyrim space, and bump it up against the pews, and her head hits the pew, and then her feet are dangling, and I'm like, you know, trying to pick up the body the right way, and like oh, this is. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, all I need to happen right now is for the priest in the back to either get up and walk in here and see this woman, this dead body floating around with me holding onto it, <laughs> or a guard to walk in. <laughs> it's not what you see, folks. It's not what you're thinking. Yeah, like, can you Take imagine that? She's sick. <laughs> like, a guard walks in, and I'm holding up, you know, the, the dead body, and I'm like, this is not, <laughs> um, this is not what it looks like? Not at all. <laughs> She's really sick. <laughs> I don't know what happened. So eventually, I just laid her down on the pew, and... I got it right, and I just I just walked out. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not more Skyrim machinima there than there is out there right now, because of what you can do in this game. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like I like I said a couple of episodes ago. You know, I, I knew you could pick stuff up and move them around in the game, but I didn't know you could pick up an entire human being and and you know move lug them around. around. Yeah, lug them around quite literally. Uh, what else do I have for you? Oh, I went from level 23 to level 31. Nice, yeah. Gained some some epic uh, epic levels there, and and one other point I want to make because Joe has been so emphatic about dual dual wielding weapons. Okay, I'm back to dual wielding weapons. Obviously, with your yes. slitting throws the dagger. Yes, I am. Uh, well, <laughs> that's that's another thing. Here's here's what I'm doing. My main my main weapon style. And I'm using I'm using Chill Wind in the left hand, which is a which is a longsword um, that has a, a frost enchantment on it, and I'm using the Nightingale Blade on in the right hand as my main weapon, and that's my main fighting style. Um, when I feel like sneaking and you know making the kill personal, um, which is sick, I know, but I'm playing a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, then I go for the dagger, which has a a soul. Uh, sucking um, enchantment on it. The listeners have been listening to me talk about, you know, giggling as I lop heads off, they fly across the room. Right. And that's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I guess if you're going to... I guess. (laughs) But just so you know, like, doing this is difficult for me because I usually play a paladin. Like, I, I... I'm doing this this dark, like it was bad enough like stealing people blind doing the thieves guild quest now I'm murdering people out of out of no reason and getting 600 gold a pop like I feel it's cool but I feel horrible at the same time <laughs> I get off my computer in this self-loathing uh, state <laughs> me I'm like all I can think about when I did it was oh look at how I did that part that was so cool I cur- I killed him with this and I killed him like that. Yeah, no, I do the same thing, but then I also think I'm such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny so, that it does that to you, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It does. And then, Just, all right. So after then I, I killed a dog. Back. Sorry, after I killed a dog, I actually felt like crap. You killed the dog. Like, I killed a dog, puppy. Anyway, <laughs> so then, yeah, I use a dagger, and then I noticed that I still have a really hard time fighting dragons with these weapons. So I'm when I when I have to fight a dragon, and believe me. There are times when I absolutely have to because I was just outside of Riften, literally walking outside of Riften, and a dragon lands right on top of me. I'm like, where? It's like it fell out of the sky. <laughs> Hi there. 
I have a two-handed greatsword that I use. And I use it to, when he's, you know, using his breath, I use him to stun and go to town on him. So I use that as well, and then also the bow and resto magic. So I've quite the arsenal there that, that I'm, I'm, and then the whole thing is just, I, I'm, I'm enjoying every last ounce of it. I've got my Thieves Guild armor and my Nightingale armor now on dummies in my Dovahkiin hideout, and I am now wearing the Dark Brotherhood armor. Oh, okay. I thought you'd be using the Nightingale because it just looks so sweet. <laughs> it does. It does. But, you know, the, the Dark Brotherhood armor was new, so I figured let me just throw it on. But I, I like the Nightingale armor a lot more. We, we, had a, we, we have this question coming up a lot. All right, Joe? Um, people asking us about newcomer tips. Yep. Basically, what they are asking us is they ask us for noob tips, but we don't. I don't want to call it a noob tip because you know that's that's been offensive since 1998. <laughs> so let's not let's not call it that. Um, it's a it's a new. And we're going to do a a new feature of the show that's that I'm going to add to you know my my weekend game called new newcomer tip of the week because we've had so many requests of of people asking, could you please? I'm brand new to the game. Would you mind just throwing out a, a quick little tip? For most, or you know, I don't know. For for those who've who've got you know many hours in the game, this is stuff that you're already going to know, um, or or probably. But um, for those of you who are just trying it out, this is some of you know, this is going to be one tip that I'll give you every week to just kind of, you know, give you a little bit of our experience. Um, so this first newcomer tip of the week is going to be. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Carl from Manchester in the UK who who inspired us to do this. So Carl from Manchester, you you're the you're the guy who who pushed this over the edge. Yeah, he had a great like little heartfelt email about can you please do this for me, my new player. He seems like a really cool guy, so we look forward to hearing from him again. And that goes out to you, man. Here's the tip: travel Skyrim on foot as often as you can stomach it. You're gonna you miss a lot by by fast traveling and by you even even using a mount even by you know stealing a horse or if you pay for a horse you do you do miss a lot so just saying no you don't miss anything i miss a lot <laughs> <laughs> i find myself when i have the ability to get to places faster i just bypass a whole bunch of stuff if i'm walking and i'm walking past an area i'm more prone to walking into that cave or checking out that you know that that set of sculptures on top of a hill and then, you know, you end up finding a book that opens up a quest line or finding a chest that you accidentally, you know, you you were able to pick the lock and you get a brand new weapon out of. And, you know, so I would say for now, especially when you're starting out the game, walk everywhere as much as you possibly can. If you get sick oh, of yeah, it, definitely. Of it. Don't even bother with a horse until you're a lot later on in the game. And, you know, honestly, wait till you get the horse from the Dark Brotherhood and you'll never need to worry about a horse again. Unless you decide you want to take off a cliff about a thousand feet high, then well, that's your fault. Um, but yeah, like Ivarwin said, walk, explore. Exploring is the best thing you can do, even not just in the beginning, but period. There is so much in this game; it is ridiculous. If you go online and look at a completed map, there is more than I even thought was there. And I've been through. I have one character who lets almost fifty. One is almost forty right now, and I still haven't seen but half. It's it's, it's a tremendous amount in the game. Oh, that was a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lou, what do you have for us this week, man? If Arwen, now that Varwin took up a third of the show, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time uh, working on my beige, my battle mage. 
your page. I like got that. Her, yep. Got her up to Whiterun and started picking up all the quests there. And what I want to do is get up to Yarl status before I uh, kick her off going to that college over at uh, Winterhold. Mm-hmm. So she's only level 6 at the moment, but hoping by the end of this week I get up to level 10 because I want to do a lot more uh, exploring. I almost went to the Vampire Cave. Almost. Was tempted to try it out. Thought <laughs> <laughs> better of it. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I got to the entrance. <laughs> By the way, on a side note, I went back to that cave, all right? I went back there, and I kicked that guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a bloodsucker now, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Suck this. <laughs> 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 oh, geez. all right, Lou. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now, from a role-playing standpoint, I'm keeping your just a light armor for now, just to try it out. Uh, and it does hurt. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it does hurt keeping you in a light armor oh. with only you know like a short sword and the magic in the one hand. But you get but, a stamina uh, boost, and you move faster, and you can sprint longer. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Because I want to keep her uh, in that for now, for a little bit, and then I'll switch over to medium heavy armor, and especially once I get my blacksmithing up, and I can start laying down crafting and start laying down some enchants in the armor, then I'll switch over to that. But when I do get to start the, you know, Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild quests, yeah, 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 yeah. Battle Mage in that outfit, gonna it's gonna be Ooh, badass. That's gonna be sexy. <laughs> Exactly. Especially so you get your enchants to 100, so you can put all your double enchants on it with your mage enchants, as well as all the sneaky, sneaky enchants. Yep. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to try that out. I'll keep you guys posted on that. There's a little tip also, I'm going to tell you off off the air because it's a big spoiler about the Dark Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a really cool tip for um, mage assassins when it comes to Dark Brotherhood. Ooh. So I'll, I'll let you know off the air. Download the creator's kit. Oh, yeah? This past Sunday. Oh, yes. Yeah, I started to watch the tutorial video because, you know, I haven't touched this kind of stuff, these kind of materials for a while. Not since Neverwinter Nights. When I was... fresh start, and I'm looking forward to start uh, testing out some stuff, uh, some ideas I had in the back of my head. I was surprised at how fast they updated that thing. There's, like, there's a bunch of episodes up there now for those tutorial videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's actually, you know, for players like me, it's been so long since I touched a modding kit. Probably getting some more ideas too. We can also some ideas I had in the back of my head, like you know, stuff I wanted to try out. I want to do the I whole so. uh, quest chain for Skyrim off the record quest, epic pirate, find the pirate quest, but I can't 3D model. <laughs> I would need someone to do that for me to make you know the peg legged orc. I can texture them, I can design the, dan- the dungeons and the NPC dialogue and all that good stuff. I just can't 3D model. I need a flintlock, you know, model, so I can use that. I can add sound and flashy effects and all that good stuff. Yeah, I can't do the modeling. So, anyway, you were saying? I had some sick idea of, I I think I mentioned this before the show started, about uh, one game that came out in the 90s, Dungeon Master, where you you could build your own dungeon, design your own dungeon, and your purpose was to trap or try to kill the heroes and conquer it. I want to try something like that and release it out there. That would be kind of fun. Can you imagine? All right, try it out. See if you can beat it. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to just the, you know, just the ideas that come out with this. You know, it's amazing. They've looking already seen with- an influx of mods coming out mm-hmm. after the creation kit, and I'm expecting within the next month we're going to see a lot. 
and we're going to oh, start yeah. seeing a lot of cool stuff later on. Yeah. These things take time to build. The cooler stuff is going to take longer. What you're seeing now coming out, it's all the minor stuff, minor tweaks, minor changes. Later on, in about a month, it's going to be like expansions coming out by players. And it's going to add a whole new dimension to the game, and we're going to cover the good ones. So if you're doing something, guys, and you want to want us to highlight it for you, like I said, email us and let us know. We'll be happy to test it out, take a look at it, and talk about it. Well, um, well, Joe, yes. we've got a we've got a big announcement regarding oh. how people can connect to to us and and our shows now. Yeah, we opened a forums yesterday. Yeah, that's what you're referring to, right? <laughs> Absolutely, that's exactly what I was referring to. <laughs> um, I put a link to our forums on all of our websites for the shows, and I even put them. Put the link in our how to contact us on each of the sites as well. Just follow that link, register, and you can go to all our forums, our shows, our different sections of the shows, and talk about anything you want to talk about, as long as it's right. you know not you know offensive or anything. Now, can they can they upload pictures onto yeah. their onto them as well? Okay, so they yeah, can you upload. Yeah, should be able to do links and pictures. I know some people have had issues with that. We're going to look into that. Um, me and our web developer, Mike, have been hard at work trying to build it, and it's an ongoing project. We'll make it nicer and more accessible as we go. It's definitely functionable right now, though. We've had uh, quite a few people already sign in and sign up for it and start talking on the forum, so we're going to be monitoring them very closely, guys. Um, Lou, anything else before we move on? Oh, no, that's it. I, I, my big thing is Creator's Kit. I can't wait to get my hands yeah. on it some more. Exactly, you know, start... T- just creating stuff with it. All right, we have a big Tamriel Times. Oh, Tamriel Times is okay. We're going to get into that right now. And then we have a really big Bannered Mare. So let's move on to Tamriel Times. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times. Your source for news in Skyrim. And here we are in Tamriel Times, your official and community news. We got some goodies, um, little tidbits here and there, so we're going to get through these pretty quick. Ivarwin, why don't you nail us with the first one? Sure. Tuesday, February 14th, Creation Kit received over 2 million downloads in its first week. This comes from Beth Blog. Beth Blog announces this press release on Tuesday regarding their success of their Creation Quit. Kit. Creation Kit. And they say, ZeniMax Media Incorporated today announced that the Creation Kit, a free tool that allows PC players to create their own custom content for Bethesda's The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, has been enthusiastically received by PC gamers who have been uploading, downloading, and installing custom content through the Skyrim Workshop on Steam. Within a week of the release of the Creation Kit, gamers have downloaded more than 2 million mods via the Skyrim Workshop. More than 2,500 mods have been published by the gaming community, all of which are available for free. I am actually seriously curious about how many of those mods are the ones that we talked about on the show. Well, uh, we've talked about a a handful of them. I mean, are they seeing an increase in downloads? Ah, this is a little random thought of mine. Anyway, um, that's awesome. We're, like I said, we're gonna see start to see a lot of content coming out, guys. Lots. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, I'm thinking 
I like I, I know all of our expertise on this is is you know minimal to none, m- none being for me. Um, but I would like to make a like a like a Skyrim off the record dungeon, mm-hmm. where we're either quest givers or companions, you know, and we can follow the the player throughout the dungeon. Hey, uh, if you guys are modding and you need a voice, I'm happy to do voice work. No charge. <laughs> charge. <laughs> uh, the awards are still rolling in. Skyrim is awarded five trophies from the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, including Game of the Year. The awards are voted on by the th- 20,000 members of the AIAS, in addition to the top honor, the distinguishments including Best Story, Role-Playing, MMO Game of the Year, Outstanding Achievement in Gameplay Engineering, Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction. That is just a minor taste of what is outstanding about what these guys have done. Um, everybody who worked in the game, you get a raise. <laughs> uh, the... I'm I'm extremely. It, this game is still blowing away the community. It's still getting more and more players. It's still. It's it's such like I said a few episodes ago. It's such a, a game changer. It's one of those types of games that rarely comes around that changes the gaming community in a good way. This yeah, is what's gonna. Talked. Yeah, and I'm happy to see these awards go go through with it because they deserve it. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Uh, we we spoke about you know it's this particular game's uh, reach throughout you know gaming history and and you know some games have it some games don't this some games you know resonate far and wide you know um, <clears throat> Super Mario Brothers you know almost single handedly almost single handedly created the platforming genre all right it definitely popularized it well I think Mario Brothers Super Mario Brothers actually uh, ended the whole great gaming depression that occurred, the, the collapse of gaming that occurred from the Atari 2600. You know about that? No, not at all. In the 80s, um, gaming started its, its big boom in the arcades and in the home with the Atari 2600. Well, it only took one man to make one game and it only took him about a month, if not a couple of weeks, to make a game for the Atari. So they started getting such an influx of games coming into the market that it collapsed <sighs> the market. Where games were selling for products. about five dollars a pop, and the majority of them were garbage. They were just letting anything just go out the door, out to the public. So it yeah. collapsed gaming. I mean, I remember that point in time when my grandma would take me into the local toy store and like, "Hey, pick any Atari game you want. They're only like two to five bucks." And suddenly the games were just not being made anymore. And then I got a call from my grandma. I just gotta come down and see my new toy. I got the NES called the Nintendo. It's got a <laughs> thing called Super Mario Brothers. It's amazing. And that game, nearly single-handedly with Nintendo, brought back the gaming community. Games became more of a production at that point. They became fun again. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you know, I think Skyrim has definitely got the, you know, it, it's definitely going to have that that sort of, you know, feeling. You're going to feel this game for many years to come. And uh, you know, we're obviously not the only ones that that think that because you've got. You know, major institutions of of the of the community still doling out these these extremely prestigious awards. Mm. You know, the the AIAS and the one we're just about to talk about now, the Inter- the International Film uh, Music Critics Association, are extremely prestigious accolades. Oh yeah, definitely. Lou, what is the next thing on our our news? 
Okay, International Film Music Critics Association nominates Skyrim soundtrack for top honors. They quote, the score has been recognized in the category of best original score for a video game or inter- interactive media. The winner is set to be announced at the show on the 23rd of February this year. And I know I like it's got some, uh, some big of the competition, doesn't it? Like uh, I think Blizzard's in there. I love how games have gotten so complex in their their production value that you have to hire a composer. Yeah. And and a whole symphony to create these epic scores like a movie. I love it. I love that music so much. I love like in, when I'm playing Skyrim, I have the music volume turned up double of the ambience and everything else. <laughs> so I'm so I'm running around. I am a music right. buff. I love audio. Obviously, duh. But um, hearing that, it just it pulls you into the game, and they did such a good job at pulling you into the game with this. I can't right. wait to get my copy of the physical discs. I ordered yeah. it the other day. I mean, oh, you it, did? It, it is great. Yeah, you'll like it. Do Do you have oh. it, Lou? Yeah, because uh, I bought the CE version of Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a noob. I didn't know they had the soundtrack released yet. Wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm oh. confusing that with Tor. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I have, I bought the CD version twice <laughs> because I had to. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Believe it or that. They didn't release the uh, soundtrack. They were, they were supposed to do it in December, but they decided to delay it for some reason. Yeah. No, is it's, it it's available. Yeah, it is available. It's only ex- it's exclusively though on on a on a particular website. Um, which it belongs specifically to Jeremy Souls. Since composer. I can't seem to be able to email or get a hold of Bethesda with my emails, hey guys, if you're listening, I'm requesting rights to use your soundtrack in the show. Just, just saying, just email me and we'll we'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you could definitely get the soundtrack, um, but it's it's through Jeremy Souls, uh, you know, webpage that that's that sells it. So. And I think it's like a four disc set. Like I can't wait to get this thing. It's 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 gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's, I can't wait to hear it. All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right here. And when we come back, we'll get on to the Bannered Mare. And today's break is brought to you by Maximus. He did a reading of the Sons of Skyrim, which I took and remixed it. So enjoy. In the Skyrim Strategy Guide, there is an English translation of the Song of the Dragonborn. This is a reading. Dragonborn, Dragonborn, by his honor is sworn to keep evil forever at bay. And the fiercest foes rout when they hear triumphs shout. Dragonborn, for your blessings we pray. Hearken now, sons of snow, to an age long ago, and a tale boldly told of the one who was kin to both worm and the races of men with the power to rival the sun. And the voice he did wield on that glorious field, when great Tamriel shuddered with war. Mighty Thrum, like a blade, cut through enemies all, as the Dragonborn issued his roar. Dragonborn, Dragonborn, by his honor is sworn to keep evil forever at bay. And the fiercest foes rout when they hear triumphs shout, Dragonborn, for your blessing we pray. And the scrolls have foretold of black wings in the cold, that when brothers rage war come unfurled, Aldrin, bane of kings, ancient shadow unbound, with a hunger to swallow the world. But a day shall arise when the dark dragon lies, will be silenced forever, and then fair Skyrim will be free from Aldrin's maw. 
Dragonborn be the savior of men. Dragonborn, Dragonborn, by his honor is sworn to keep evil forever at bay. And the fiercest foes rout when they hear triumph shouts. Dragonborn, for your blessing we pray. Welcome to the Battered Mare. What can I get you? And we are back in the Bannered Mare, our roundtable discussion. And today's Bannered Mare is something that made me nergasm and drool and get all giddy. But I want to explain something about this first, okay? What we're going to talk about today is the video that Bethesda released called Game Jam. And we're going to go over our thoughts about it. Now, a lot of people have been emailing us and, and on our Facebook saying, you know, this is what's going to be in the DLC. And sorry, Joe, no pirates and no ninjas. That's not the case. They did this the week after that the game went gold, and they're not sure how much this is actually going to be in in the actual game, in DLC, or in updates. We don't know. They didn't say that all this was going to be in there. They said that some of it might. <clears throat> but we're going to go over each little bit of it, and who knows? They could be working on Ninjas and Pirates right now. We don't know. This very second. <laughs> very second. That's right. That NPC called Widget that says R when you talk to R. him. <laughs> You know how nerdgasm I, I'd be on cloud nine for like months if that was me. <laughs> I would die over that for months, y'all. <laughs> so, Game Jam was a new video that they released. Go on YouTube, check it out, guys, and you're gonna get that stupid song stuck in your head. I just came to say hello. Um, I like that song. <laughs> well, it's it's great until you hear it in your head for you know three days solid. So the big things that that they highlighted we're going to go over that we liked and one of the minor ones was dark dungeons i mean pitch black dungeons which could be really Ooh. if they added really creepy monsters in there that would be cool come Ooh. on you get creepy music ambience okay fine whatever. <laughs> i liked when we talked about in the show people have, have suggested for dlc and things like that is mounted combat and they showed someone riding around on a horse, swinging a sword at a giant. And I got giddy. I really yes. did. I like that. And it looks great on the video, too. It looked really fluid. And yeah. I thought that's where they were going to go with, with the mounts. Especially when I found out that, you know, you have to buy the mount. I was thinking, oh, you probably do a whole mounted combat thing. And no, no such thing. would make the horses less aggressive. I'd prefer my horse to run away a little bit instead of fight. I don't need him to fight for me just so I can waste a thousand gold after about walking two feet from the house or from the city, the stables, and getting hit by a giant and no more horsey. So I wasted a thousand. Yeah. Um, Don't forget about dragon mounts. Dragon yeah. Eye, new dragon. mounts. Dragon mounts? They showed a video of someone flying down and throwing fire at enemies and yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Pet dragon. And what I also thought was awesome is they showed a video of someone riding a flaming undead horse. Roll the Warcraft, move over. Someone got something cooler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be into that. I'm sorry, though. Those dragon mounts, I'll do whatever I have to do to ride Parthenax around Skyrim. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> ride him good. Um, Dovahkiin. Bank to the left, Arun. Spyro. <laughs> <laughs> 
egg a little blue dragon, you just... Oh gosh, can you see the massive red garden on a tiny little blue dragon that squirts out little flame balls? You know what, if they put this into the game, I guarantee you there's going to be a mod out there to reskin your dragon mount to look like Spyro. Oh, guaranteed. Oh, guaranteed. Definitely. <laughs> or, and as D-Sonic X just mentioned, the horses from the four, the four horse in the apocalypse, come on. Well, <laughs> You've got to have types. them too. There's two different dragon types in the world. There's western dragons and eastern dragons. Um, Skyrim uses the western dragon style. I would love to see eastern dragons in there as well. Which is like yeah, the long cool. snake ones with the huge heads. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. And I can see... Or from... Uh, well, classic D&D. Tiamat. Come on. <laughs> um, one thing they also released was seasonal foliage. Where the landscape changes with the season. Snow, spring, fall, that kind of thing. And it looked really cool when they kind of um, morphed it on the video. That's just yeah. another one of those graphic things that gives a different ambience that would look really neat. Give more of a in-depth feel to the game yeah they've got they they have you know day and night and and months and days of the week in the game which i have not been able to figure out that at all i'm thinking mundos is monday but i could be wrong <laughs> in any event <laughs> why you know if if the, if the months change and you know you would think the seasons would change too in in skyrim but but they don't and i think that's a great little addition <laughs> Shander in the chat room said, What seasons? They're all in Skyrim, it's always winter. Not the case. If you notice, only the northern continent area is snowy. The rest is all nice and pretty and spring and swamps. And that could easily be changed and fixed to, to give kind of a, a, a seasonal feel for it, which would be awesome. Spears. Spears is something they highlighted and they showed combat with spears. Yes, please. Yeah. Even a, even a polearm tree. Would yeah. be great. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, get that in there, guys. We want more constellations. We want more weapons. We want all more, 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 more. That's the general consensus with DLC and add-ons. More. <laughs> yeah. Not just changing what's there, but more. But more. Yeah, just fill it up. One thing I got super, super excited about was it's, it's a minor thing, but to me, it would add a lot to the game. Kill cams for magic and bows. Yes, yes. Why was this not in the game in the beginning? You know, like you you give us kill cams for for melee stuff. You know, like magic is so cool in this game. Like I I, I love it, and and it's just it's gotta have this. magic. Okay, if they do this, they need a, some kind of magic expansion where you have this kind of range con- kill cam, which is so awesome. Whether they showed it, they can do so much. Can you imagine throwing an ice spear that takes off someone's head? I was just thinking away? that. Exactly. I was just thinking that. They've got that for like the two-handed weapon tree. You know, you can specialize in weapon as well. They have it in one hand. They yes. that's right. They do. Yeah. Um, where you can you know decapitate somebody. Use why can't you just like you just said you know throw one of those ice bolts at somebody and then you know the body stays and the head's gone. Lost <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the distance and the, the, the body just sits there and twitches a little bit and falls over. Yeah, stuck awesome. to a tree. Like it hits a bear. <laughs> oh, can you imagine throwing a spear at somebody and just getting him impelled to the center, just stuck to the wall, or the tree that just would, limp at the, with the ice on him? That would be legit. Yes. Or throwing a fireball, they burst into flames, screaming, yelling, fall off a cliff. Oh if, yes. <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna die from one of those you know prissy little mages that likes to throw ice bolts at me, I I, I want my head to get ripped off. Exactly. That's the way I want to go. You know, even with a bow. <laughs> 
you fling an arrow across the map and they hit him in the forehead, I want to see their head rock back, they stiffen up, and just fall over dead. Yes, yes, please. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So many missed opportunities so far with the bow and and that. If that was in the game, I'm sure. Then then they have paralysis runes coming that they haven't highlighted. It's not coming out for sure, which is cool. That's something that I like a lot. Can you imagine being one-handed with a paralysis rune in your next hand? Stunning somebody, or even with a bow. Switch to your bow, peck them. Yeah, nice. And then they yeah. have um, spell combos, which is like combining two different spells to create a different spell. Yeah. And they highlighted a few in the video that looked awesome. And here we are, me and Navarro went completely nerdgasm over here, and Lou's being silent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lou, real quick. <clears throat> spell combo. Give me a spell combo that you, that you would think. Give me two spells that are in the game. Or one spell that's in the game and one spell you come up with, and then it would come up with a brand new spell out of it. So I haven't done much of the magic since my first run through with pure magic. Mm-hmm. I would love to see probably like a mana draining spell when you're fighting those pesky magic users. That'd be cool. That would be, be awesome. What if about, it's in the game, I'll probably, you know, I'd like to discover it. <laughs> what about the things um, you could do? Like if you had a water spell where you throw water on the ground and throw lightning at the same time. Everything dies. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. That's shocking. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. A fire and water spell. That's something else that I got that got me in the game. It's like when people are standing in water and you're fighting them with spells and you're throwing lightning at them, they're not taking extra damage when they're standing in water like they should. Yeah. You should be able and, to fry the crap out of them with it. There should be an AoE effect as well for, you know, 10, 15 yards around them at least. At least. Yeah. yeah. You know? What what about something like <laughs> using destruction spells? With oh, I conjuration. Had the coolest, I had the coolest thought of a finishing move with lightning in water. Mm-hmm. You can imagine it. You you throw lightning at somebody sitting in water, and it's a critical. So they're sitting there shaking and frying and frying and frying, and you see nothing but a skeleton just fall down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Kill Cam. Kill Cam. So yeah, like maybe uh, you know you could summon using using the fire spell and using a a summon a summon spell. You could summon you know a a flaming dog instead of, you know, just like a regular dog too. Another thing that they want to do that they mentioned was ice and fire arrows. Oh yeah, yeah. That see, um, I was surprised when the game first came out. They didn't have that kind of ability for those who wanted to play archers. You know, mm-hmm. coming from, uh, I guess my old MMO experience with you know EQ one, EQ two. You know, you always had that ability to have those type of arrows. Oh yeah, yeah. For different types of enemies, like arrows. You know, yes. Yes. You know, <laughs> armor-piercing arrows, yes. <laughs> Blunt arrows, yes. That'd be great, depending on what kind of uh, monster you're fighting. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I I would. I'm, I'm, I want to play another character that's completely a sniper. I'm going to remake it, and that, that's going to be my next character, by the way. And having this ability to use fire and ice arrows with a, a ranged kill cam would make that play experience so much sweeter. So much cooler. Sonic um, in the chat room just said, what about electric arrows? Yeah. I think that's just as worthy of an idea. Yeah. Um, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Especially if like, if you go, if the arrow has a pass-through ability, that would be a really awesome thing to have um, added, would be arrows that could pass through on crit to another enemy behind him. And if there was, if it had the electric, uh, you know, attribute behind it, pff, come on. Kind of like a call it a lightning rod. Mm. <laughs> right. Oh, as A2K ex- explained in the chat room, yeah, they already have exploding arrows in the game. Okay. Well, you'll have to look out for that then. 
Okay. Well, I haven't seen or heard about that. Um, another thing they, they mentioned was adoption, which that kind of brings in the whole family thing, but why not just make your own kids? We're going to go that route. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a disappointing thing with a lot of people. It's like you can get married, but what's the point? I mean, they make you some money and they say, hi, dear. That's it. Nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, people would like to see a little bit more of that, that family atmosphere involved in the game you see a different way of playing i'm all for it i wouldn't mind bumping uglies with the with the nord that i married in a digital world <laughs> okay. this next one is really yeah one. minecrafty mm-hmm. <clears throat> build your own home complete with a skeleton butler <laughs> <laughs> yes please <laughs> absolutely i could go crazy with this if anyone's been on my minecraft server or our show's minecraft server you can see what i've built which is my fortress, it is... I, I go crazy. When it comes to building stuff and being creative like that, yeah. I, I love that kind of thing very, very much. So if I can have an ability to build my own home, even if it's like I have to save up like 600,000 currency, whatever. It's not gold. I know they call it something else, but I'm all for it. I'll do it. If I have to go out there and chop down trees for 10 hours, I'll do it. Every home in Tamriel will get robbed again, folks. Many times <laughs> yes. over. Just wait for that. Every wait for that. Hours. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Only this time, it's not going to be their their plates and their coin. It's they're going to be missing, you know, their log cabin wall. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's character is walking over. I thought anything. we had a roof over this house. I thought so too. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I thought we had a south wall. Where did it go? <laughs> Someone stole the outhouse. <laughs> what the cruel bastard. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, they brought up goblins. Yeah. Yeah. Staple in, in most uh, RPGs. So, yeah. I mean, I can definitely see that coming in there. And that'd be yeah. fun. Another thing to butcher. I'm all for that. Uh, soul-sucking uh, soul bugs. Companions is what it was. That you have... That will take the soul of anything you kill. Oh, okay. So that was something they, they brought in there, and I would like to see that as well. Uh, connect shouts for you who play with your Xbox. I mean, I, I can see how that could be entertaining. To me, that would just be irritating. And then having to shout out Foos Raw Doe all the time. Or trying to memorize these shouts. F you now! No, uh. <laughs> but it could be a nice little perk. Now, what they need to do with the connect, instead of saying connect shouts, I have the ability to say, well, you're playing um, magic, and your magic menu pops up. Ice bolt, left hand. And it was automatically switched to left hand. That's what they need to do with the connect. I mean, the connect shouts is like a nice little gimmick fun thing. Yeah. But if you can use the connect to do your voice command for your menus while you're playing, that would be insanely cool. Yeah. I think the Xbox would take a step above everything else at that point. Yeah, that would be, that'd be really awesome. I'd have to go buy another Xbox. Mine red ringed on me. I haven't bought one since, but if something like that came out, heck yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'd be into that for sure. I mean, you imagine just running around, you got the controller in your hand, you're running around, you see a dragon coming, you know, menu, your menu pops up, you know, just like Joe said, you know, you know, weapons, you know, two-handed weapon of, you know, awesomeness, you know, <laughs> boom, there you go, and bah, the dragon lands, and you're like, ah, oh, Fusro dies, and then they brought out um become a vampire lord with vampire imp minions 
and they said a flying vampire lord. And the one day they showed on the on the video looked pretty cool. And the fight sequences that could be fun. That gives you a yeah. reason to want to be a vampire. I, I would I would like to see that expanded into, you know, a a werewolf lord where you you know look like a huge. I don't know the the visual they had for the for the for the vampire was really sweet. It was really cool. They had a a video for a werebear, and that one kind of looked kind of cheesy to me. Wasn't too thrilled about that. But the um, the lycanthropy. Did I say that right, or I just butchered up a sin? No, yeah, lycanthropy. You said it correctly. Lycanthropy skill tree is as Ivarwin put in the notes, woot sauce. <laughs> Yeah, like I said in the beginning of this, we need to add more. Give us more skill trees. Give us more combinations. Yes, we want that. We want it now. Now. Shout it out, listeners. Shout it out loud and proud. We want it for all consoles, all platforms. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about that, though, that, the, that skill tree? Lycanthropy? Mm-hmm. Um, I I would like to see a if there's if they're gonna have a lycanthropy skill tree, I want to see a skill tree for for the vampires. Yes, I was. And if they're yes, and if they're not if they're not going to do that, then I don't want to see a lycanthropy skill tree. I want to see a shape shifting skill tree, where no matter what form you take, it it gives you general benefits when you're in that form. Like for example, all right, you decide to become a vampire. And you go through the the um, you know you go through the shape shifting skill tree. You now, when you're in your form, one of your perks could be like, you know, uh, higher damage values uh, with with uh, uh, while barehanded, or you know your bite in like can- in in werewolf form or in vampire form um, has uh, extra long duration bleed effects. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, I would like to see something like that if they're not going to have a lycanthropy and a vampire tree. Yeah. Well, they should do trees for these kind of things. You know, once you become, once you become a werewolf, it unlocks a new tree for you, a new constellation. Unlockable constellations would be awesome. Like, say you finish the Assassin's, <clears throat> the Dark Brotherhood quest chain, and you unlocked a whole assassination skill tree. Yeah. Ooh, advanced skill trees. Exactly, advanced. Yeah. Like, for thieving after you finish the Thieves Guild quest... Maybe for kind of a warrior type after you finish the Civil War. Um, things like that. Even the Dragonborn epic consolation for finishing the Dragonborn quest chain. I think we're onto something. Halo, Bethesda, hire us. We can make yeah. this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Do this all day long. All day. And turn last... into a dragon. Oh, there you go. As dragon. Were dragon. Screw the, the were bear. Were dragon. Yeah, well, who says who says the dragonborn can't turn into a dragon? Who says that? No one. Yeah. No one. Well, see, <laughs> Maximus said we would need more perk points to spend. Yeah, that's when they increased the hard cap from fifty to like seventy-five. Right. Or or here's an idea um, as part of uh, as part of something like this: give us the ability to relearn our talents. Yes, that's something that a lot of people have been crying about for a long time. I'm all for it. Because I can go back to my other character that I screwed everything up and learn my talent trees and be able to get back into it. Lou, yeah. are, you're just like too silent, man. It's driving me insane. <laughs> <laughs> me and Avarwin are going freaky over here, and you're just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's just so much there to go over. I mean, like you guys said, the lycanthropy skill tree. 
that would be awesome. Uh, I really would like to see them implement something like that because then that would open up a lot more flexibility and playstyle. As everyone was saying, you know, with bonuses, if hey, if I know it's a really tough fight, I'll go my bear form. You know, I get a higher damage output. Mm-hmm. You know, but balance it out with you know, all right, if I'm in bear form, yeah, I get high damage output, but for balanced gameplay, you know, if I take these kind, I'm vulnerable to these kinds of weapons, you know, or this kind of uh, material because I'm in bear form. You know, see them in vampires with vampirism. You know, again, they get. I guess they. I haven't done the vampire portion yet, but I guess they get better health regeneration, faster health regen. You know, let's see something with that. Like, you know, if I go with that vampirism tree, if it's at a base twenty twenty percent health regen, no, I'm. I invest more points. Now it's twenty five percent. Now it's thirty percent. You know, I, I can regen that much faster, or I have more more abilities open up. Like Mister was in the chat room. You know, what do we see in the vampires? Vampires are usually, I guess, the, the prettier <laughs> undead, <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe a vampire can seduce targets to get stuff from them. You know, a vampire thief, come on. Mistress go around and just sweet-talking everyone to give them their gold and jewels. Here's my house key. <laughs> One thing they showed on the video that we didn't highlight was a new way of uh, vampire feeding. Instead of yeah. you know, having to feed when they're asleep, you can feed on them as you attack them. Yeah, like combat feeding. Does <laughs> the last thing before we wrap this up because we've gone a long time on it, nerdgasting about all, all this good stuff, mm-hmm. is the giant mud crab they showed, and the little caption that they they showed was brilliant. <laughs> uh, more, I want to see giant enemies like this, special rare bosses. Yeah. Yes, with you they... know like a chance to get this epic piece of gear that you can't find anywhere else in the game or can't make. The giant mud crab was one of them. Um, the high level draugr, yeah, was another one. That would well, be the big awesome. epic fights. You know, like that giant mud crab where the claw was bigger than you are. Yeah, it's a multi stage fight. That would be so cool. If you guys want to look up this video, just go onto YouTube and look up Game Jam, Bethesda Game Jam, and you'll pull it right up and have fun with it, enjoy it, and send us in your guys's thoughts on this. What you thought about all this, and give us your opinion, opinions and thoughts about it. Email it, put it in our forums, you name it. We want to hear from you guys on this. It's a big deal. This is actually a big deal. This is a big teaser for a lot of people. Oh, I can't wait for the good stuff to come. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait for this. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to our crafting table. And here we are in our crafting table. This one looks kind of awesome. I didn't know this existed. I should probably look more often. Uh, Yvarro put this in there, so I'm gonna let him do it. Yeah, it's um, it's a brand new, brand new DLC. Well, DLC. It's a brand new mod, and uh, it hasn't been up there for very long. So as soon as I saw it, so it's a little thing. It's called uh, Armored Saber Cap Mount. So in case you're getting sick and tired of that uh, of that horse that you paid for or stole or earned and then threw off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joe. Uh, you can download this. You can find it at SkyrimNexus.com. And it's a, mo- it's a mod that's going to spawn a chest in Rorikstead. And the chest contains a magic flute. You use the flute to spawn the saber cat mount, and it's wearing the vanilla version of the elven armor. And the it makes um, the author of the mod had said that this elven armor that's on the mount uh, works with other armor enhancing mods. 
So if you download a a mod that enhances elven armor or gives it a new skin, this will change with it as so well. So what they pretty much did is they copied something right out of WoW. The, it does look very it does look very WoWish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the impression I got about this. Yeah. It's um you know, it's it's a little mod. We got a little it's a little crafting table segment this week. It's a tiny little thing, but um I thought of of the ones that that had come out this week so far, I thought this was definitely the coolest. Yeah. We so. have a a crafting table segment in our forums. If you guys have any if you see any really cool mods that are different and exciting, post them in their forums so we can take a look at them and shout them out. Shout them out. Armored Saber Cat Mount found at skyrimnexus.com. Uh, There's a little quick crafting table because we are running long from all the other goodies that we've been talking about today. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our new segment, The Elder Scroll. A fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history. History itself. The Elder Scroll. We are in the Elder Scroll lore with Lou. Lou, this is all you, man. All right. Thank you, Joe. This week I wanted to cover a quick little topic on the College Winterhold. Yes. That lovely little school up there for the mages. And I just want to give a brief little tour, kind of like freshman orientation. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, come, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome freshmen. All right. And I was actually kind of surprised when I was doing my research on this that there isn't a lot of information that we're used to with seeing with the, the Elder Scrolls wikis. Okay. Uh, especially with the college going to the Elder Scrolls and even on the forums themselves from Bethesda, you don't really see a lot out there, a lot of information on the College Winterhold. So I pulled together what I could and hopefully, you know, it will give Bethesda maybe an idea for more DLC, hint about, you know, hey, what really happens with the College Winterhold? Why are they there? That sort of thing. Hmm. All right, because think about it. When you first see the college, uh, supposedly it's over seven centuries old, maybe older. Okay, Uh, I believe in, I'm trying to remember the quest there where they have paperwork you know, stating you know how their antiquity, of how old they really are, and such. So it's it's commonly known, or at least to to the mages at the College Winterhold, their their history. It's not like it's this, you know, long lost order that had recently been established within the last you know couple of hundred years, and they're trying to unearth their their history. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mistress. <laughs> okay, and a big thing about the the college though, it's the only only place in all Skyrim where magic is taught, practiced, and pursued. Okay, remember, um, the Nords don't trust magic at all. All right, they don't like it. So there's only one place in all of it (laughs) where you can learn it. Uh, The only other options to learn magic in the Empire is to travel the Empire itself uh, and study at places like the Arcane University in uh, Cyrodiil. Okay, so if a Nord didn't want to go, Nord who was magically inclined didn't want to go to Winterhold, they'd actually have to go in further into the Empire and go there to those schools to learn. Right, they'd have to leave Skyrim completely. Yep, you'd have to leave Skyrim. Okay, as I noted before, you know, just in passing, casual conversations, eavesdropping conversations with NPCs, the Nords don't trust magic. 
Yeah. All right, they don't trust magic users in general because of what's happened in the past, especially with the latest the Oblivion Crisis. You know, that's still in people's minds. It's still there. And especially in Winterhold, when you go there, what's happened? Pretty much the city just fell into the sea, right? For some strange reason, which no one can ascertain. And somehow the, mo the college is being held responsible because, hmm, the only really big structure left standing. It's suspicious, right? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd like to see that in the future where that's maybe tied into as to what actually happened. So, Lou, um, did you ever... Did you ever finish the the College of Winterhold quest line? Because I, I know I have not, and I was under the impression that this was something that was either covered or was explained um, when you when you do that quest line. You know why why that was the only structure standing, and the rest of that town seemed to have fallen in the water. No, uh, on my main, I haven't finished it yet. I'm still in the process of doing it. Okay, and I'm looking forward to actually completing it i'm actually gonna do it on my battle mage go through it through fruition and see yeah. what happens okay all right and there was nothing about it which is which is kind of weird right i mean i you may get snippets i'm gonna find out you know soon when i play my storyline and finish it to the end see what i can dig up from there but uh you know doing again going to the wikis and on the lore site uh, lore section of the Bethesda forums is not much out there as well it's like scant information whether it's on purpose like maybe Bethesda has better or bigger things coming in the future for it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Another big thing too is that you know the Nords also think that magic is a crutch. You know, it's a tool for the weak. You know, you can tell how they sometimes hold magic users in disdain because they think of it as a, a yeah, like I said, a, a tool for the weak. You know, a, you know, Nords are usually what more physical, stronger. You know, they they prefer more you know strength and power. Right, they would they would rather face their opponent, you know, in hand to hand combat, which is you know much more physically, you know, intense intensive on 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 a combatant versus staying at ranged and just hurling fireballs at them. Right, they're so, more inclined to the, the martial arts, you right, know, physical arts as opposed to the magical mystical, which is I think is probably a low down sneaky way of fighting, you know. Yeah. So that's that's kind of why that you know there's there's only you know that magic isn't really too popular in Skyrim and my red and guard feels that way. One. He hates hates casters. <laughs> <laughs> Snipe me from the back when I'm trying to get to somebody else. Not fair. Kill, kill me seven <laughs> times while I'm trying to get to you, punk. <laughs> and only the three point structures though when you get to the college is the first one. Let's see the Hall of Countenance and Attainment. Right, that's where the senior Magi and the princes live. Mm -hmm. The second building would be the Hall of the Elements, and that's the personal area tower of the Archmage, who presides over the school. Right, and that's also where the gatherings are held. If they ever host one, that's where it's going to be held as well. Right. And then the Arcanium, the great library at the college. And then the last part uh, was the underground, the Midden. All right, these are the tunnels and the warrens underneath the college, which uh, apparently... When you go down there, a lot of bad, nasty things down there. <laughs> so it makes you wonder if it's a dumping ground for the college, you know? Like, ooh, that was a mistake. Let's put it on the rug here. Yeah. It's not that bad down there. It's it's your basic, you know, sewer crawl. It's, you know, they say, oh, don't go down there. It's bad. Ooh, hey, there's some creepy things down there, like a guy with nobody. <laughs> it's all been done before. <laughs> <laughs> Call that a ghost. Hello. Hello. I I can do it better. <laughs> but yeah, that's the college we're holding in a nutshell. 
hopefully get everyone interested into looking up whatever they can or maybe get some, some ideas since we have the creations kit. Hey, I'll come up with my own storyline for it. What did happen to the college winner hold? You know, that would be something I, I could probably, you know, I would probably could look forward to or probably think about developing on my own. So, you know, what I think happened was I think someone was trying to develop a crunch spell which eventually became the reason why Doritos are so crunchy. (laughs) That was bad. And during the course of this creation of this crunch spell, in order to give Doritos their crunch in Skyrim, someone made a very loud crunch and destroyed the town. Wow. Um, Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. (laughs) Thank you, Lou. Awesome as always. Alright, I mean that in all seriousness, man. I'm not just making a voice to be mocking or anything. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to the town square. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. Alright, we have a couple of of voicemails that we got in today. Or this week, I mean. So we're going to get started with those. Liz, as you all know from episode 10... Send us in this little gem. Hello, boys. It's Liz. Since today's Valentine's Day, I thought I would send a little voicemail loving your way. And um, I thought about it all day. And I think I finally found the perfect way to sum up my love for this podcast. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Um, I, I'm kind of uh, speechless. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. So Liz decided to send us a happy Valentine Rick roll. Wow, we got Rick rolled. <laughs> <laughs> Rick rolled on our own podcast. Good Lord. Leave it to Liz. <laughs> our next email came in from Shandar. And he's got a couple of little things. To, he's got little tips for everybody. And he does cuss a lot in this, so um, prepare yourselves. Hi, this is Shandar, the Khajiit Thief. Um, this call was inspired by Lewis's many stories about the different alt characters that he starts to experience different styles of play. And uh, while I realize some of that's inspired by role-playing, uh, a tip for uh, players like me who get frustrated when they start a new character and have to redo quests is that you can experience a lot of different playstyles on the one character, uh, especially with the perks of enchanting. If you get enchanting up high enough, it makes it possible. For example, I played my first 30 levels on this Khajiit as a pure sneak thief using archery. And when I got to 100 in enchanting, I enchanted a whole set of gear with all the plus magic bonuses. And voila, I became a magic-using Khajiit. I used my Dramora Lord to tank for me, and I use my destruction spells in the background and uh, it's been a totally different play experience and the other positive is that although my archery and sneak are leveled up very high now I'm gaining levels through my magic as it raises so just a tip for some of you listeners to consider and for Joe and Avaran and, and Lewis great job keep up the good work all right thank you Mr. Potty Mouth um <laughs> those are some good tips actually but you know it, to me, it, even with high enchanting and higher levels, you still don't get really a full feel by mixing up playstyles like that. It, it might just be me, but 
it doesn't it's not really that easy it's easier for me to get more of a experience by starting just a new character uh yeah i i, I have to agree with you joe like it would be <clears throat> it'd be easier for me to just you know start a new character because then you can kind of like you know go through go through the game again re-experience certain things that you could have done differently and at the same time learn your trees all right, and we have emails to go over, so I'm going to do the producer's email of the week, which I selected this one because it just seemed interesting to me. And it's from Proximo. It's actually a really thought-provoking idea, so what he says here is Proximo here with a quick but interesting question. Here is my question to all of you. How would you describe the difference between an assassin and a thief? I find so much overlap in these two playstyles. I tend to think that all assassins are thieves and all thieves are assassins. Yeah. There's only one real difference between the two. They're both sneaky sneaky. One of them likes to steal but not kill. The other one likes to kill but not steal. Pretty much the only difference that I can see. And I, I thought about how would you put together different playstyles for these two different scenarios. And what I just said is pretty much it. Honestly. They use the same yeah. perks. They use the same everything that's why i said earlier on that an advanced tree for assassin advanced tree for thief would give another way for it to really emphasize either end of the play style way it is right now that's pretty much all it is it's one steals the other one kills that's it yeah you can't uh you can't be a, a good assassin and choose to not kill anybody um and you can't be a good thief and choose to not steal something those but you know those things are defining qualities so uh you can do both as an assassin you can get you know assassinate and then steal things but really the defining characteristic is the fact that you have a contract and you kill your mark um this next email i thought was really cool because i did not know this and it says hey guys blackreach this is a tip for when you are in blackreach use the fusrod the fusrod Fusro Da shout at the huge yellow glowing ball hanging from the ceiling in a truly epic moment entails a dragon releasing and you have to fight it inside of Blackreach. Anglo from the UK. I didn't know I that either. Didn't know this. I'm gonna no. have to um, go do that. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to uh, get back into Blackreach and check that out because that's awesome. <laughs> Any chance you get to go any excuse to go back to Blackreach, right? Exactly. Uh, Lou, next email? Okay. Hey, it's kind of off the record. My name is Peter, a.k.a. Sick Maggot, and I've been listening to this show for about two weeks now. I think that Bethesda should make a DLC where you go, get to go to Somerset Isle and use things like boats or other unique pieces like that. I personally don't like high hails very much, but the area sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, that's something that we're getting a lot about, actually, is the whole... That and Dwimmer are two of the most I think we get about DLC ideas is visiting those those eras and those and those lands. If I'm not mistaken, right, Barwin? Yeah. You're Don't you're right on with that. So well thanks, sick maggot. And yeah, I agree. Something like that would be would be pretty cool to see. They could do even both at the same time, the Dwimmer and Somerset Isle. Um, next email, Barwin. All right, this comes from James, who says, Hey guys, love the show. My question is, what is the funniest name you have for a weapon in Skyrim? Mine is Ace of Mace. Cheers, from James. Uh, James, that's just bad. <laughs> Ace of Mace. Ace of Mace. 
You know, I didn't even know that you could name your weapons that you make until my brother said, why aren't you naming them? Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, apparently you can name weapons and armor. And um, yeah. I named my two-hand ebony sword Slayer of Lambs. Slayer of Lambs? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I have a... Let's see. Uh, I, have a, I have a bow that adds to... I think poison damage, and I called it uh, Brago's Brago's bow of of poisoning awesomeness or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't yeah. fit the whole thing in, but you know I just kept typing until I couldn't type anymore. That's creative. <laughs> I like the forge your sword. Just call it Wilbur Sticker. <laughs> Charlotte's Revenge. <laughs> Wilbur Sticker. <laughs> I'm surprised people haven't like been saying how much like like naming it after uh, Lord of the Rings weapons and things like that. Sting and <laughs> yeah. yeah, Flame of the West. <laughs> <laughs> Lebeau's lasso of truth. There we go. There, there you go. <laughs> I like that. Uh, our next email. Hello, Skyrim. Off the record, there is a f- there is in fact a great item you receive at the end of getting all the masks. Once all eight are obtained, venture to the courtyard of Labyrinthia, and you'll find an altar with a wooden mask on the floor. Put the mask on, and you'll travel through time to when the altar was restored. Place all the masks on the altar, and you'll obtain a mask that has a chance to summon a dragon priest to fight for you and heal you. Great job. Keep it up. What is your favorite quest? Thanks again, Chris. Um, one thing on the last quest, last episode I forgot to mention, like I, I mentioned where you, you get it labor on, Labyrinthia later on. You actually get that at the end of doing... You go to it at the end of doing the Mage College quest chain. It's the final dungeon. Uh, yeah, we got a ton of emails saying, no, you guys are wrong. There is actual reason for these Dragon Priest masks. Yes. We stand corrected. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we do. So thank you guys for correcting us. Um, yes. And for telling us exactly what it's for and how to do it. And thanks, Chris. My favorite quest, like I've said a thousand times on the show, it's hands down, it's the Dark Brotherhood. You know, I played through the Thieves Guilds. I really enjoyed that. And I'm starting the Dark Brotherhood. You know, I don't really have an opinion right now. So I'm going to say, you know, so far I'm enjoying the Dark Brotherhood the most. I want to I want to get through a couple more quest chains. When it comes to actual like an individual quest, individual quest, I had the most fun. In one of the Dark Brotherhood quests, where you have to kill a, a person that's pretty much a high estate. Not the Emperor, but someone related to him. Oh. And planning that out and how I, I did it was the most memorable quest that I've done in the game. Can't wait until I get up there. Right now it's a toss-up. I mean, I haven't, I haven't finished the Mage's College yet. But right now it's, it's a toss-up. I, I do like the, the Dark Brotherhood and I do like the Thieves Guild. I will say I do have my my nerdgasm moments the most with the Dark Brotherhood because nothing's so satisfying as just shanking someone in the back <laughs> <laughs> or getting that you know that priceless cutscene of oh, oh I'm sorry your throat's over there now oops <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and next time don't be such a hard ass these are kids you major <laughs> orphanage be nicer to them <laughs> dragon, in the, dragon in the chat room said my favorite quest is the one where you explore this place called Skyrim. I, the that game. Great. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, the overall reaching quest. Yeah. We we like the game too. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Lou, why don't you grab the next email? Okay. 
This next email comes from Drew. Drew says, hi, guys. So the official high-definition texture package from Bethesda crashes my game upon login, and I have tried everything to troubleshoot it, but nothing seems to be working. However, the weird thing is that when I first installed it, it worked for about eight hours. No problem. All of a sudden, I logged back in one day and couldn't run the game without disabling the textures. I have even gone as far as reinstalling the entire game and deleting all mods. Have you guys experienced this or heard any fixes? I have seen a number of threads of people having the same issue. Perhaps you could also make this a discussion point on the next show to make people aware. Drew. Well, Drew, I, I, I haven't downloaded the HD package yet, texture package myself, uh, so I haven't tried it out, so I haven't experienced these issues. Maybe if Evarwin and Joe have, um, maybe they can enlighten us. If it's if you're having issues with it, um, as far as reinstalling the entire game, including all mods, and still having problems, it's something with your graphic card. You might want to try uh, installing the latest updates for your direct graphic card, and if if you already have, um, actually uninstall the updates and then reinstall them. Reboot your computer, and then you should be able to be just fine. Um, because we, once you delete those the actual texture pack f- um, files from your game, as long as you didn't reinstall them when you reinstalled the game, because you got to check that. It should work okay. I mean, there should be no reason. I'm a computer technician, and I'll see. If you go through all those steps, you should be just fine. And I have not personally experienced that problem, and I hope I do not. That would just tick me off. I mean, I froze, but I think that was just the game being stupid, which does happen periodically. I mean, as great as the game is, it does have its issues. No, I haven't experienced it either, to be honest. Hope he gets, uh, hope he gets it worked out okay, though. Mm-hmm. Let us know how you did. And Evarwin. Tag, you're it. Tag, I'm it. Uh, Let's see. Hi, Joe, Lou, and Ivarwin. I just wanted to see what you guys think of a mod idea I have, or I should say mods. I'm planning on making a set of five to six mods that would add a decent amount into Skyrim. The first five mods would be factions. Each mod would add in a different faction. These being a Spriggan Worshippers, Hag Raven Worshippers, Frost, Flame, Storm, Atronach Cults. The final mod would be a quest that would tie each of the different factions together. Also, for each of the factions, I would create several sets of armor. To be precise, three mage sets, three light armors, and three heavy armors. Three sets being recruit, officer, and master. Just want to hear your thoughts on the idea and say how much I love your show. Listen to all episodes in just over a week. Sincerely, Seljudis. I hope I'm saying your name right. Yeah, we're good at butchering names. (laughs) <laughs> we get emails about that all the time too you butchered my na- my name and I laughed or you butchered my name you jerk <clears throat> <laughs> not intended I'm very sorry <laughs> uh, no I like your idea I do um, I don't know about the hag ravens I hate those hay ravens Ugh. nasty creatures um, nasty. <laughs> hey, I'm all for any mods and especially mods this extensive um, I'm all for people doing them and I would love to see what you pull off out of it you know, if you want someone to beta test it, I'll give it a shot for you. So get to it. Yeah, uh, the other thing that we'd like to add to this is if you have a mod or something that you want to share, please utilize our forums. And, you know, not only will you be able to reach us and we'll check it out, but you'll reach yourselves. And you'll you'll get a nice pool of, of uh, testers. So yeah. go ahead. Make it up if you... If you want to make the mod, if you have if you have the ability to make a mod like that, I'm looking forward to trying it out. You know, keep us in touch with this thing. I mean, it really looks 
Cool. And and if you do keep in touch with us over this, all right, please um, let us know how to say your name properly. Because if I did butcher your name, I am sincerely sorry, and I, I would like to say it properly the next time around. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go into five-star shout-outs. I'm going to let Lou do it because he's become my kind of official fall guy for this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For our five-star review shout-outs from America, we have Falcarelli, Lurch0812, Hamtong, Flip Knight, V Brad for the author, <laughs> FSUTJ, <laughs> JHPDX, Chase Gad Boys, and The Lock. So ominous sounding with that. <laughs> the Lock. The Lock. lock. <laughs> Alright, from Australia, we have My Young Man. Bless you. Thank you. <clears throat> From Canada, so crazy one two three. Did we shout that one out already? That one sounds familiar. And from the UK, we have Silvio Dante, two thousand seven. Dan P. Kempachi Carnage. Oh, Don Page. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Hope I said that right. Kempachi. Sunders one six. Charlie Sil one seven. And Kalis Blower. And our final thoughts of this episode. Um, guys, the forums we put up for you guys as a community, for us as all as a community, this is what the show has been based on from the start, is the Skyrim gaming community. So use it to reach out to your fellow fellow players like us and everyone else that listens and plays Skyrim. Uh, share your bug problems, share your ideas. We all, all want to hear it. Um, or read it, if you will. Also... <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for DLC. <laughs> can't wait. Just oh, can't. that stuff looks so good. Uh, there's there's one thing I wanted to bring up. All right. Now that we have forums up, okay, uh, we have in the past once or twice had a small issue with, with um, fans coming to our Facebook page and advertising services that they uh, are hosting themselves that are not necessarily affiliated with the network. We don't have a problem advertising those sorts of things or utilizing our connectivity for you guys to to connect even further, all right? But we would have to ask that you contact us first because we do have a paid means of of going about this, mm-hmm. all right? So we're more than happy to help you out and, and advertise you. But it is a service that that is that is paid for. All right. Um, if we do find that you are advertising yourself with a not our consent and and b without the the proper you know payment of service rendered, where you do reserve the right to delete that post. It's nothing personal. It's just we want to make sure that you know if we're using our network to further. A service we want to make sure that it's legit check it out make sure it's good for everyone that that listens to it and that's and if there's something that's if it's if it's a bad post like it's slanderous mean you have a chance of being banned correct so i mean you could always email us and explain your situation and we can unban you if we feel the need to uh lou or anything else about one sorry no no that's it okay oh just like you joe dlc that that game jam just shows so much promise as to what Bethesda can put out. And now with a creation kit, I would love to see the kind of friendly competition 
that's going to be out there. Like, what can Bethesda produce, and what can the modding community put out? As like, which is better, or who's doing, you know, who's doing a better job, or who's doing an outstanding job of the content pushing? You know, just the sheer imagination that's, that's available out there from the players themselves. You know, maybe Bethesda like, damn, you know what? I'm going to hire this guy for a bit. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll pay them for the mod and release professionally. A lot of companies you know, I, do that, I, in fact. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, uh, I can't wait to get my hands on the creation kit now and just start experimenting. Yeah, I know that's that my final thought. one gentleman did uh, a really popular World of Warcraft Machinima video that came really successful. They actually hired him as the lead um, cuts, like the lead cinema director for World of Warcraft, and he went on to do the Goblin and Worgen cinemas. Really nice. Yeah. And they do that didn't kind of thing also, all the time. They look for the talent. Yeah, I mean, didn't that happen also too with the with Fallout? The latest iteration where they actually a lot had, of companies uh, do that. Yeah, I mean, those what was it? I think not the New Vegas one, but uh, I think there were two or three other downloadable mods where I think they actually took that from those players. You know, I, I guess paid them for it. You know, and repackaged it and released it professionally hey, as an official add-on pack. Honestly, guys, game companies are always looking for the latest talent. Yeah, they have to. If you want, if you have talent, they need you. So uh, just get out there and, and let your creativity and talent shine through, guys. And we look forward to, like Lou said, seeing it all happen. Oh yeah, that's right. And oh, yeah. how to reach us, Eve Arwin? All right, let's see. SkyrimOffTheRecord.wordpress.com. That's our website. You can reach us at our email account, SkyrimOffTheRecord at gmail.com. You can also reach us at thequestshow.com and our Star Wars Off the Record uh, website, which is starwarsoffthecord.com. <laughs> Twitter. If Twitter's your thing, you can find us on Twitter. The show has a Twitter, at Skyrim, O-T-R. Joe has a Twitter, at author, J.R. Wilson. I have a Twitter, at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. And Lewis, yes, Lewis has a Twitter. <laughs> at GamerGuy11B G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y 11B or 11Bravo if you prefer Skyrimoth Record is a Quest Gaming Network production and I just want to say Fusra you all next week take care guys be safe bye everyone thanks for being with here I'm Han Duet, and this is my friend Crunchy. <laughs> you mean chat room shout for Rick Astley? <laughs> Again, that's the uh, Adama Witch, right? Yes. Adama Witch. Okay. Never gonna give you up! <laughs> <laughs> Why was it? Uh, there we go. <laughs> There's so much right there. <laughs> Give you up! <laughs> Everything. Oh, on the that connect, damn it! <laughs> that I win shout. <laughs> and then it plays in the background. Never gonna give you up! Never gonna let you down! <laughs> like some Nord in the background runs up a wall and does a backflip. <laughs>
Skyrim breaks into a flash mob. Wait, is that Alduin? Oh my god! Epic Roll Dragon Shout! Epic Brick Roll Dragon Shout. Coming to Skyrim soon. T with the best support to back it up. That's Sky. <laughs> I just want to say hello. He recorded a reading of um, brain fart. Of brain fart. Brain fart. Brain fart. The gas in my head. Brain fart. Brain fart. Oh. How do I release thee? <laughs> I I, I thought my head was dead. <laughs> And that's why I literally have a webcam so you can't see him picking his nose and That's his... exactly what I'm doing. Stop reading my mind. <laughs> <laughs> he's also he's also the older one of us, so occasionally he has to break and, and change his diaper. <laughs> hey, depends don't change themselves now. Come on. <laughs> if they could, we'd all be wearing them. <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> wearing I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> Who's all down?